Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer, James. Hi, Emma Sue. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's great to be back for Series 7. I'm really looking forward to it. What, what have we got in store for this uh, series, Emma Sue? Well, this series is called Rising Up and it's all about moving forward with positivity and energy because we are living now with constant change and uncertainty. So I really wanted to have a series that focused on great advice and Mm. um, support and encouragement to build resilience and all the things that we need to do um, and, you know, to really help us during this time. Sounds good. Sounds like something I think we all need right now. Um, Okay, so in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about uh, embracing change and uncertainty. Uh, very relevant obviously so uh how would you describe the kind of changes and uncertainty we are experiencing right now well you know i think it's really like a roller coaster um that there's just so much of it going on and there's no real clear horizon when we can kind of see an end and i i i I, I say end with you know inverted commas there um because you know, the phrase adjusting to the new normal has been around endlessly since March. I actually hate that phrase, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's been around the whole time. But really, you know, what we're dealing with is an ever-changing situation. And actually, what the new normal is, is is just indefinite uncertainty. You know, it's Mm. not like a set of new parameters by which to navigate, which is, I think, is what people would like, but that isn't the case. So, Um, I just think there's a huge amount of uncertainty. There's a huge amount of um, anxiety and and sort of invisible things that are going on. So, you know, so many of our systems aren't working like they normally would, which means we've got lots of shifts in in, in how we're working, in school and, and home life, and nobody really has much experience to deal with that kind of thing. Um, we don't have a lot of the support systems around us. So really what we're doing is we're trying to, at the moment, I think, manage the ongoing impact of trauma and uncertainty, and that just yeah. brings a whole bunch of stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of um, feelings around at the moment, right? Feelings seem to be very raw. Um, Why do you think we we feel the way we do at the moment? Well, you know, James, we will see examples of this all around us and in ourselves, unfortunately, as well, Um, because, you know, we we are still responding to crisis, actually. We're still responding to constant change and upheaval months and months later. Um, And I think in many ways, we're kind of all over the place. Um, Mm. Our brains really struggle to process 
all of this every single day. So that's one of the reasons why we can feel very exhausted sometimes, very drained. Um, and I think uh, one of the ways is even more challenging um, is that many of us were actually coping fairly well, um, you know, some weeks and months ago. So, you know, I think many of us, including myself, you know, we kind of adapted quite quickly to the new way of working, um, homeschooling, you know, all the online calls, that kind of thing. Um, so for some people, um, this was sort of quite a high energy time. Um, because they were responding to stress so my default uh reaction to stress is always action you know me mm. me personally that yeah. know, i just want to move forward you know and actually i found out through some research that, that what this actually is is something called surge capacity mm. um and you might be asking what is surge capacity i, I am yes yeah, uh, funny enough <laughs> yeah I, it, it, well it, you know because uh, i when i read about it i thought okay that's what's going on um so it's kind of like a um mental and physical um, responses to things and, and, and that they're what humans draw on for short-term survival when they are in acutely stressful situations, hmm. um, you know, like a natural disaster. But the, the, the issue is that natural disasters actually occur over quite a short period of time. I mean, the recovery is long, but the actual disaster itself is, is quite short. But pandemics are different because the disaster itself is, is you know, stretching out indefinitely, which is what yeah. we're seeing around us. So, you know, so, so, so it's showing us that, you know, we can do a huge amount with that surge capacity, but it also has limits. And then when it's depleted, you've got to try and renew it. And then you struggle to renew it because, the situation is kind of you know it's chronic so so what that means in terms of how we feel is that we're going to have times when we feel okay other times when we definitely don't feel okay and we're going to have a whole range of reactions to things including feeling demotivated anxious sad angry frustrated so you know it's important to recognize that it's normal so when you have a situation of great uncertainty and chronic stress you're going to have all of that going on you're going to get exhausted you're going to have ups and downs and you're going to feel like you're burning out so that's where i think we are right now in terms of how we're feeling yeah and of course there's a lot of changes going on when we think about those changes i mean what are our natural responses to to this kind of these kind of changes well you know our natural response to any change is resistance any change you know that's mm. our default reaction to any kind of change even really minor changes we resist um mm. so of course that resistance is multiplied when we have change happening on so many levels and impacting different parts of our lives so you know our default response is to try and resist change to try and you know mitigate change uh, to try and control it that's our natural response mm. okay and there's a lot of uncertainty tied in with this as well, isn't there? So, you know, why 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 is it that we're so fearful of, uh, yeah, of uncertainty? Yeah. Well, again, you know, that's another thing which is um, a natural default response. You know, so mm. so we like to feel in control. Um, that's why we don't like uncertainty. And actually, what this pandemic has shown us all that there is relatively little around us that we're in control of, and, and that's always been the case. You know, it's just that it's highlighted it more. So you know, we crave security. You know, we want to feel safe. We want to have a sense of control over our lives. We want to feel good, um, and you know. Fear and uncertainty can really leave you feeling stressed and anxious and, and quite powerless and not in control. So, 
you know, the, the, the response to uncertainty is kind of, if you're not careful, you know, really draining you emotionally and getting you into a kind of downward spiral of, you know, what ifs and worst case scenarios about what tomorrow may bring. Um, but actually, if you think about it, very little about our lives is totally certain or constant you know we don't we can't actually control everything that happens to us so you know life can change quickly it can change unpredictably um but i think you know our natural default fear uh, of uncertainty is is all connected with our desire to control things and to feel in control mm, i see okay all right so let's let's think about what we what we should be doing what what are some of the things that we should be doing to uh to move forward in a positive way yeah well luckily there is a lot that we can do um (laughs) so it really is a lot we can do so so first we have to um we need to acknowledge what we're feeling and become more aware of it that is probably number one you know that means we've got to kind of deal with um ambiguous loss so it's a loss that's kind of unclear lacks of resolution and when we have loss we have sadness um and you know loss around certain ways of life loss of freedom to move around all kinds of things um so that's you know we need to acknowledge how we're feeling first and and really uh you know own that and be aware of it and then i've got seven things that we can actually do Mm -hmm. yeah okay we need (laughs) Um, this so let's take notes everyone (laughs) so number one is we need to accept so so i mean fully 100% accept that life is different right now you know Mm. um if we spend a lot of our time and energy resisting that so you know giving in to that natural resistance of change we are just going to be more miserable um so you've really got to accept it in your bones and you know be okay be okay that you're maybe having a tough day you know be okay with being able to accept that actually life is different that's your baseline um and i just want to say something about acceptance here because acceptance is sometimes misinterpreted as being passive you mm. know and just not not kind of doing anything um but but it's not that at all it's it's really making a choice um to not resist or fight reality going on around you and and when you do that you can then apply your energy elsewhere so it allows you to kind of move into a, a, a more spacious if you like mental space mm. and then you can start doing things that are constructive instead of being kind of stuck in a you know in a, in a place that's just not healthy for you so that's mm. the first one being okay. acceptance okay yeah. good all right next step <laughs> Next one is to um, expect less from yourself at the moment. So we we need to just be okay with accepting less and, and focusing on replenishment, especially right now. So I think, you know, we are in a period of a lot of self-discovery. So asking questions like, you know, where do I get my energy? And what kind of downtime do I need? What kind of reflection time do I need? What do I need right now? You know, that's all shifted. And I think it might take a bit of reflection and self-discovery to find out what sort of rhythm of life you need right now. So early on the lockdown, it was all about, Uh, There was a lot of talk about reflection then as well. You know, I'm going to change my life and I'm going to, you know, really use this time to reflect. I I think that's all kind of, you know, a bit in the past now. Um, This is more, much more active reflection, you know, and really kind of thinking, what do I need right now to be able to function well and just get those things in place? Number three 
is to recognize that the different aspects of grief. So I find the grief uh, framework quite a helpful one um, because it's not linear or static. So in that um, framework of framework of grief, you've got um, emotions like denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Those are the it's kind the, of stages. It's just the, the famous uh, list yeah. that a lot of us would have heard of. You know that. Yeah, it's the it's the Kubler Ross cycle of grief. So so people mm. will be familiar, I think, with that framework, um, because and the reason it's such a good one to use is because they're all major concepts in facing loss, um, and obviously. Mm bereavement is a huge loss but this you know we are also facing loss right now so it's it's just good to use as a framework so you know we can see anger around us everywhere you know it's really evident everywhere you know anger uh, at people who might be in denial anger at some um, people who aren't wearing their masks or, or physically mm. distancing you know um even anger at the opposite you know people who want us to wear masks you know there's a lot of anger around um anger mm. at the government you know a lot of blame right there going on um bargaining is is mostly with the scientists um so you yeah. know we're bargaining that you know hopefully we'll develop a vaccine quickly but bargaining can also be things like because i've heard people say this to me on on lots of coaching sessions they'll say things like especially in the summer they'd say things like oh but you know in september it will all be different um now yeah. we're in September at the time of this recording and yeah. uh, there's just a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So now what they're saying to me, uh, and I heard this just yesterday, now it's like, oh, but, you know, it'll be okay next spring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we can get very stuck in bargaining because it's a very natural human thing to do. You know, you kind of do it to help yourself cope. Um, so acceptance, getting to that acceptance again, is, is actually being able to really acknowledge fully that we cannot change the situation right now. Um, so let's focus on on, on right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, then and the the next skill you advise us so, to look at. Number four is to experiment and play around with what's called both and thinking. Now this approach may not work for everyone, but it's about how you frame your current reality. So um, there was some research that was done um, around families of soldiers missing in action in Vietnam or, or families who family members of victims of plane crashes where the bodies can't be recovered this type of you know this type of thing mm. and the kind of thinking that they would encourage these people to do would be being able to say and reframe and say things like he is both living and maybe not or She's probably dead, but maybe not. So, so this sounds like, oh my gosh, you know, you're actually saying that out loud. Mm. Um, but it's, it, it, you know, for the pandemic, it's about having two ideas existing side by side. You know, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, many people are dying. Many people are ill. And this is also a time for me to come together with my family more, or whatever it might be. So you're, you know, you're, you're, you're you've got both ideas existing alongside each other you know on a more personal level you might say you know i'm actually highly competent and right now i'm flowing with the tide day to day and that's not about denying it you know you, you have to face reality but mm. it's about helping yourself to frame that reality mentally so that you can actually kind of move on so so both and is quite is can be quite helpful that's a really interesting idea i think because it seems like uh nowadays people seem to have problems with more complex ideas um and find it harder to accept it seems like people prefer sort of binary concepts you know um yeah and uh and it's harder to accept that sort of nuance 
uh, mm. nuanced ideas so i think that's a really good piece of advice yeah no it's good and the more and the more you do it the more you can actually um just live with that and also i think what it helps when you use that kind of thinking is it helps you to not feel guilty about times when you feel happier you know or times when mm. you feel actually quite okay you know it helps you with that as well yeah okay so we've got a few more so number five is to look for activities right now that continue to fulfill you so this is about um getting a level of control so we don't have a lot of control over the global pandemic we probably have none but we Mm -hmm. do have control over our daily lives that is what we have control over so you can focus on on plans for yourself for for the immediate future and for and for what's meaningful in your life um and you know there are two ways that the brain deals with the world so we either look at the future and the things we need to go after or it's the kind of here and now seeing things and touching things so what we can do is we can try and construct things that are going to be good no matter what that are not sort of contingent upon what's happening around us so for me personally uh and this will be individual for everybody so it'll be different for you james but for Mm. me personally it's about uh what's helping me right now is giving 100 percent to my work and my family right now so really you know understanding what does that mean on a day-to-day basis for me to give 100% to the people that I'm that I'm working with and helping and, mm. and to my family? What does that look like? And what are the actions going to be that I'm going to do? And then what I'm also decided to do over the next few months is I'm going to, I've started studying for my grade eight uh, jazz singing vocal exam, mm. which is uh, quite a high level um, singing examination. So mm. very demanding, but that's going to be great for me because it's going to challenge me and, you know, give me something that will definitely fulfill me because at the moment I can't sing with a choir. Mm. So, you know, I need something to yeah. help me kind of move through that. And then the other thing that I'm doing, which I've have been thinking about doing for years and you know haven't got around to actually doing anything about it is i'm going to become i'm starting the training process to become a magistrate because i want to do something in my community and so Mm. these things and they will be different for everyone but what those things are doing is they're giving me energy and and that's what we need we need energy right now um otherwise we're stuck so Mm. look for things that will continue to fill you that maybe stretch you a bit and just get you to a better place Mm. Wow. And knowing you, Emma Sue, I'm amazed you have the time to do those. But it's very, <laughs> very admirable and great advice. Uh, okay, where are we in the skills now? Which number? So um, I've got two more. So okay. um, and, they're, and they're kind of linked together, actually. So I'll, I'll just go through them. So, so number six is, is to focus on maintaining and stre- strengthening um, important personal relationships, important relationships full stop. Mm. Um, because the biggest protective factors for facing adversity and building resilience are social support and remaining connected to people that is you know so so important to really um really hang on to your your friendships your support system that also includes helping others so even when we're feeling depleted ourselves it's actually well researched that that's when you need to start helping other people what can i do in my immediate surroundings to to make a difference and it's also about you know making time to connect with people for maybe people from your past or people that you haven't spoken to for a while Mm. um doing things in your local community that support and nurture everyone so so that's you know getting that connection and that 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 social 
network of support really important for number seven, which is to build your resilience bank account, because what we all need right now is resilience. So we've got to build it. So you build it into your life through regular practices. Um, and, you know, I've talked about this many times on, on, the, on this podcast, that the basics, the basic building blocks of resilience are nutrition, exercise, um, getting yourself into the present moment as much as you can, um, self-compassion, gratitude, connection. Um, so you so, so start small, work your way up, but just doing a little bit every day and you get momentum and you build that resilient scaffolding. Um, and, and that is, is really going to help uh, in, in, you know, in the coming months, in the coming days, you know, right now. How would you link those seven ideas to the seven skills, Emerson? Um, well, of course, I'm going to say that um, they link to all of the seven. <laughs> um, mm. But if I had to choose, I, I would say in particular, um, resilience, um, adaptability and being proactive. Because um, if you can, if you can Put your focus onto those skills. You'll also be building your optimism skills. And all of the things that I've suggested doing, all those seven things, are completely within your locus of control. And, and you place your energy into those things and you will experience a positive impact. Um, and it's a daily thing at the moment for many of us. So I think, you know, we need to build an extra time to our day to reflect, set intentions, really plan these approaches. So plan to, you know, bring resilience and build adaptability and start being proactive um and it's surprising actually how quickly you can build your resilience skills and your propensity to to adapt it, it doesn't even necessarily take very long to do it but you've just got to do it every day so what are your main tips for what we can do immediately so i would say that i've got i've got i've got three i mean i've probably got loads but i've got three <laughs> that you could probably do right after listening to this podcast that okay. would that would have an immediate impact okay. an immediate impact so um and, and this is one that i've 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 talked about before many many times but the first is to be grateful um gear your mind towards what's good in your life and write down things that you're grateful for right now so this is this is so important because we're naturally wired to look at the negative it's our brain's way of protecting us so that's going to be heightened even more during uncertainty um so daily gratitude regular gratitude write it down um, even if that's just looking around you and noticing what it is you have to be grateful for, that's the, that's the first thing. Okay. Um, the second kind of leads on from, from that, um, but I, I just ha I, I just think it's so effective, and that's to write um, and, and to write by hand, which so many people just don't do anymore. Mm. And I think you know if you've got loads churning around in your brain write it down and get it out of your head um, because it will help immediately and if you don't want to if you really really don't want to write by hand then get out and go for a walk and your brain will have some time to process things and you know being in nature will boost your well-being and then the third thing is to really look for ways to boost your energy. Um, there are lots of ways you can do this. So any of the activities that I talked about will help you. But an immediate boost of energy is just something really simple, like keeping hydrated and having some water, um, getting up and moving around, putting on a piece of music that you really love to listen to. Um, little small things that will just give your energy a boost and will shift your mood 
really quite quickly. So those are the three things that I suggest uh, everybody should do after listening to this episode. <laughs> okay, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode, Emzu. Yes, it does. And it's really great to be back. Um, and I really hope that uh, this episode's given our listeners lots of uh, tips and ideas. Um, and I would also just like to add that I do my best to follow my own advice <laughs> and to put these things in, in place in my life as well. So um, I really hope it's given you a bit of a boost. And um, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, James. And look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the 7 Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the 7 skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, 7 Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at 7 Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. Music